0: Well, the goddamn Pulitzer Prizes were announced today, leaving many to wonder if the topical being completely snubbed was intentional or if they're just a bunch of stupid fucking dumbasses who wouldn't know good journalism if it slapped them raw. We'll do a fucking deep dive, goddammit assholes!
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it
0: You know, I wouldn't be that upset. It's just that I really got my hopes up this year. And I know that it's my own fault, but it's just like, come on. What the hell do we got to do around here? We're already making a podcast every day. We're working out of our goddamn basements covering all this coronavirus. We did this whole fucking redesign on our show art and made a new logo. And for what? Shit. And what the hell are they doing? Fucking ranking us like they know anything? Give me a break, fucking Pulitzers. Well, today we were going to celebrate and play three very important, very well-reported pieces of audio journalism that helped shape the cultural narrative around a wide variety of topics. And even though there's lots of stuff happening in the world right now, we're still going to do that because, goddammit, we've earned it. This first segment is just one of the many instances where we held those in power accountable for their actions, assuming the powerful person wasn't an OPR donor or anything. We hope you enjoy. Critics have been calling for the resignation of Tampax CEO Edward Brooks due to accusations that he doesn't know what a period is. But Brooks held a press conference yesterday telling reporters that he would not be stepping down from his position and categorically denying the rumors.
2: Of course I know what a period is. Any accusations stating otherwise are just flat out wrong. I know what a period is. I know how a person gets a period and how the period affects our lives. And I have devoted my career to healing people of the periods. I'm in That anyone would think that I don't know what a period is. That would be ridiculous.
0: OPR reporter Rebecca Neal is here with more on the story. Rebecca, where are all these allegations coming from?
3: Hi, Leslie. Sources inside the company told reporters that sometime last week, Brooks, who has been in charge of the largest tampon supplier in the country for almost two decades, quietly pulled one of his staff aside and asked them to explain, quote, how a period gets inside a person. Hmm. Other staffers came out with similar stories, and some leaked emails made it look like Brooks thought that the product they sold was a period. Eventually, the board of directors at Procter & Gamble announced that they were going to do an internal investigation to see whether or not Brooks does in fact know what a period is. But Brooks is fervently denying the claim and refusing to quit.
2: The very idea that I don't know how a person comes down with a period is ludicrous. For the last 17 years as Tampax CEO, I've been nothing but committed to helping every man, woman, and child heal their periods. I'm the expert of periods. I'm actually one of the people here who knows most about what a period is. And anything that I say that's wrong about them is a joke. You can literally ask me anything about periods and I'd be able to answer it correctly.
3: What's a period?
2: I refuse to dignify that question with an answer. It's insulting to me and to all the people in the world who can track periods every day, especially those whose periods are terminal.
0: So Rebecca, do you think he knows what a period is?
3: No, I do not. It's obviously hard to say for sure, but he's not acting like a man who knows what a period is. Do
2: you know what a period is? Yeah, you who asked me that. No, seriously. I want you to tell me. Tell me what a period is. I dare you." Oh, wow.
3: Yeah, it went on like this for a while. It often felt like he was digging a deeper hole. Here's another key exchange.
2: They serve a purpose and I do know what that purpose is.
3: What are they called?
2: Tampax.
3: And just to be clear, that is a brand name of what product?
2: Tam. tampods.
3: If Brooks was trying to show that he knows what a period is, he wasn't convincing. At one point, he said, quote, I know what a period is. I know how a period sounds. And I even know what it stands for.
0: Stands for. Wow. It's as if he thought period is an acronym or something. Right. Which it Is not?
3: Uh, no, Leslie, it's not.
0: Of course. Will the CEO be forced out of the company if he doesn't resign?
3: Uh, that's how things seemed to be shaping up. However, later in the press conference, Brooks revealed some news that shocked both reporters and his colleagues.
2: Okay, everyone, I'm gonna level with you. The reason that I definitely know what a period is is because I have a period. I do. I recently found out that it runs in my family. And it's spread to my brain. It's true. It's true. I know what a period is because I have one, and I will not be stepping down.
0: An interesting defense. Could it be true?
3: Well, I mean. I mean,
0: I, I don't think it could be true, unless it could be. Uh, Either way, I think it goes without saying that Tampax users would probably prefer the company had a CEO who does know what a period is, since it's so good. No. Uh, but bad. Uh, since it's so important, wouldn't you say? Obviously, yes.
3: Leslie, do you know what a period is?
0: OPR's Rebecca Neal, everyone. Thanks, Rebecca. See? Pretty fucking good, right? And as if covering tampons and the modern-day bubonic plague wasn't enough, might I remind you that there's also an election going on right now? Here's just a snippet of the Topicals' in-depth political coverage of the 2020 presidential primary that apparently also wasn't good enough for those Pulitzer Trophy gropers. Unbelievable. As the race for the White House heats up, big-name politicians like Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren have risen to the top of the Democratic field, but following the Iowa caucus, there's a new candidate leading in the polls. He's a partially blind, 40-foot goblin from the sewer, and he's energizing the Democratic voting base like never before. His name, Gallon the Grotesque.
3: What has one eye, crushes cars, and has disgusting, oozing skin? Well, it's the new Democratic darling, Gallon the Grotesque.
4: I would vote for Gallon because he understands this country and he's the only giant troll running who's strong enough to beat Trump. Beat Gallon! Gallon
2: Smash! <laughs>
0: We're joined from DNC headquarters in Washington by OPR's chief political correspondent, Dirk Mullins. Hi, Dirk. Hi, Leslie. So, Dirk, we're only a few weeks out from Super Tuesday. Who is this smelly 400-pound monster blowing all the other Democratic candidates out of the water?
4: Well, Gallon the Grotesque is, as of today, looking like your new Democratic nominee, Leslie. While other candidates have focused in on rhetoric and policy, Gallon the Grotesque wowed the crowds in Iowa with his earth-shattering bellows and his huge hammer covered with giant metal spikes. It's all down
0: the Wow, it sounds like people are really energized. How did he overtake a crowded field of candidates so fast?
4: Well, it was simple, really. Gallon's political strategy has always been to surprise people by bursting through a wall, grabbing whoever he sees first, and then biting that person clean in half. Hmm. And it's for those exact reasons that the Democrats view this thick and slimy newcomer as their best bet to take down Trump and win back the presidency in 2020. Right, but these are experienced candidates. How did he overtake someone like Bernie Sanders? Well, someone like Bernie is actually fairly easy for Gallon to take down. At the last debate, Sanders got halfway through his first question before Gallon picked him up, let out a deep laugh, and then threw him like a shot put straight through a wall where he then flew over 500 feet into the ocean and was never seen again.
2: Incredibly dire consequences for the people of our country. I well, wow,
0: but some are saying that's because Bernie was so much older than the other candidates. What about Warren or Buttigieg?
4: Well, those two were tougher for sure. Warren barely managed to escape because she used her debate stage experience to hide beneath the podium while Gallen looked for her. And with Buttigieg, well, it's easier to listen.
2: <laughs> Tiny man, we
0: that. It sounds like Gallon may have adopted Buttigieg
4: as a pet? Gallon calls him Mr. Ruffles now. Okay, interesting. So, what does the DNC think of all this? Frankly, Leslie, they love it. Gallon is finally a candidate that they can really feel confident running. Now, his track record is more one of destruction than of sound policy, but right now, that's something the DNC is willing to overlook, mainly because his strength and wingspan is such that he could grab Trump by the hair and feet and rip him apart at the waist.
0: Makes sense. Now, you mentioned his track record. What are some
4: of Gallon's policies? Well, it's a little tough to pin down, but here's what we know. He's destroyed several bridges, which may imply that he wants stronger infrastructure. Sure. But more than anything, Gallon really just wants to smash things. And right now, people really just want to see him do it. And what's his stance on abortion? In favor so long as he can eat it after. And as a voter, why should I support Gallon the Grotesque? Well, if you don't, he'll kill you and smash your family. Ooh. He's also got a well-respected female running mate named Friedia who is 35 feet tall and has six arms. Good to know. It is good to know.
0: One more question, and it's the one on everyone's mind— would a gallon of the grotesque presidency in 2020 be the best thing for America's future? Honestly, Leslie, who gives a shit? Great point. Thank you, Dirk. Thank you. Well, if those inbreds over at the Pulitzers aren't kicking themselves yet, then they're either morally corrupt or just a bunch of brain-dead vegetables who need to free up a ventilator because, frankly, there's no hope for them. But even so, we've still got one more piece of journalistic excellence to share, a story on the automotive industry, which used to build cars before everyone's lives went to shit. Enjoy.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify.
0: Please notify the police. What you're hearing is the brand new anti-theft car alarm system that comes pre-installed in all-new Chrysler models rolling out this year. So far, it's been garnering praise from consumers as a deterrent to vehicle break-ins. But is it worth the hype? OPR automotive reporter Andrew Dullard went to find out.
5: Can you show me how it works? I'm at the Chrysler headquarters in Auburn Hills, Michigan, where engineer Chris Bullock is showing me just how sensitive the new Chrysler Bad Touch 350 Plus car alarm really is. Sure, just pull the handle.
0: Molester! Molester! The slightest touch molester, from anyone molester, other molester, than the vehicle's registered molester, owner. Molester! And the alarm molester, is activated.
5: Cars have a penis and you are touching mine. Wow. My penis. It's my, very penis, sensitive. my penis. That is my penis. Tests have shown that bystanders are more likely to call the police when they hear the Bad Touch than any other car alarm in its class. But that's not the only reason it's receiving praise. While other alarms drone on and on with the same sound over and over, the Bad Touch 350 Plus has an alert system that gets louder and more urgent. Diddler! Diddler! I am only a child. Hmm. Diddler. Interesting. I see Diddler. how that's. Oh, Stop touching that. Boy, you son molester. Of a molester. Oh, molester. tell you! My, oh, penis. No. My, penis. My penis. My penis. My penis. Molester. Good response, time, right? Molester. Molester. Uh, yeah. Molester. Very molester. effective. But do consumers agree? I tracked down some Chrysler drivers to see how the innovative security system works outside the showroom and out on the road. I see you have the new Chrysler Pacifica minivan. How do you like the pre-installed alarm?
2: Oh, I wouldn't get too close.
5: Molester! Child molester! You are my
2: dad, and that makes this worse. Incest molester. Hey! Incest molester. What the hell do you think you're doing, you pervert? Incest molester. Uh, No, no, no.
5: And some people are even saying the device works too well. Yeah, I accidentally locked my keys in the car, so I tried to fish them out through the window, and now I'm a registered sex offender. And the best part? Reports of actual child molestations in the area have gone down as well, though the Auburn Hill Police Department is concerned that could be due to people incorrectly assuming that a real child crying out for help is just a car alarm. But either way, Chrysler shows no signs of slowing down and is even planning to release a deluxe version of the Bad Touch 350 Plus, offering consumers an even bigger catalog of sexually graphic accusations to keep the most vulnerable automobiles safe and secure. So Chris, the system sounds like it's a big hit, but how do you turn it off? Just hit that button. Child molester. Never mind, everybody. I am safe now. For OPR, I'm Andrew Dullard.
0: Well, that's it for this episode of The Topical. I'm Leslie Price. I know I've been a bit of a curmudgeon today, so I just want to close the show by saying that prizes and awards aren't everything, and that all of our stories take a lot of hard work by me, and even though I didn't win, I should still be proud of myself. Plus, we still have a decent shot at a Peabody. They hand those things out like candy. So thank you, as always, for listening to The Topical, and we'll see you tomorrow.